There's so many great things happening in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people, people of God. You know, we're all human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ, we put on love. Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're all on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing Catholic. Godparents, choosing them for your child is an important decision, right? But what does the decision really entail, and what does being a good godparent actually mean? Joining us for some insight into this often overlooked and misunderstood part of the sacrament of baptism is Father Ben Little, pastor at St. John the Baptist in Savage. Welcome to Practicing Catholic, Father. Thanks, Kayla. Happy to be here. So, Father Ben, let's start with kind of a big question. What is baptism and why do we have it? All right, well, because uh, Jesus gave it to us uh, as he did all the sacraments. uh, And uh, sacrament of baptism is uh, the gateway sacrament, so to speak, in that it is the sacrament that uh, carries with it the grace of, of incorporation into the life of the church, divine life in the soul, uh, driving out of original sin and um, um, making it possible for God to claim us uh, for all eternity. Uh, and through the, through the humble uh, sacramental uh, words and matter and, and intention uh, and uh, bringing us into, yeah, into the very life of God and commanded by Jesus, right? Go, to go and baptize. Right, yeah. So where do we get godparents in all of this, where do they come into play with the sacrament of baptism? Well, I usually explain it to um, to couples and families that I'm uh, visiting with in a, in a baptism prep class, which is, which is done in most parishes where um, ahead of a, a baptism, um, parents might uh, be asked to, to come and, and learn about the sacrament. It's, it's theology, spirituality, you know, some of the practicals of it. And, and in spe- speaking specifically about godparents, uh, the, the importance of godparents uh, comes with uh, comes from the understanding that that what what is happening here is a real rebirth it is it, that a child has has been brought into the world uh, by by parents and by God of course uh, but Jesus asked uh, asked that we that we uh, celebrate a new birth uh, by water and the Holy Spirit and so um, there's the reality of, of natural parenthood bringing a, bringing a child into the world uh, but then with the, the sacramental reality of baptism, it makes sense that then there's this sort of spiritual reflection of parenthood, and that's, uh, that, that, uh, that role is taken up uh, by godparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love how you tie in the spiritual rebirth. You have your parents, but then you also have your godparents then for that spiritual rebirth part of it. And talking more about that, what are the responsibilities of godparents? So a godparent ideally would be a, a, a sort of an enduring presence in the, in the life of, of their godchild that is uh, more than just uh, a social custom, that uh, a godparent should understand themselves to have a real spiritual responsibility for their godchildren. Now, that might not always be lived out uh, in, in daily life um, because they're not, you know, maybe not immediately a member of the family. Although in, in some cases, um, you know, you hear of older siblings being 
being godparents for very young, uh, for little, little brothers or sisters, that, that, that does occasionally happen. But, but uh, a godparent, you know, should, should be there to, um, to reinforce the teaching of the faith. You know, the uh, parents and godparents are asked uh, and are given their duty, even in the baptism ritual itself, uh, that it will be their understanding, that they understand themselves to have the responsibility of training their child in the practice of the faith. And then, God, and then uh, godparents are asked, are you ready to help the parents in this duty? And they say, we are. Uh, and, and so there, that can take any number of, of forms, I suppose, like, you know, sending a gift on a, on a, on a, on a birthday, but a, one that specifically mentions faith, you know, I'm praying for you or, uh, you know, being, taking a, an active role and, and presence in, you know, then the, the, the other sacraments that come, uh, and are celebrated in, in the course of the life of that God child. And just being that, being that steady presence, um, reinforcing that primary role that the parents have. But but always being there and being a witness, right? Yeah, there's a real responsibility there. It's not just some fancy title. Right. There's a reason why yeah. the church includes it. And it's it's good when it's good when um, that that kind of social custom and that that sort of informal role of of of, of godmother or godfather um, that's important too. But uh, but when it can coincide with when it can be one and the same with someone who is actually a, a a compelling witness of, of a, a joyfully lived Catholic faith uh, for that for that Godchild, and you know, even better if it's you know if it's a, it's a cherished you know aunt or uncle or friend or or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And for parents who are choosing Godparents, what kinds of things should they consider? Who should they consider when choosing Godparents? Yeah, it's a great question. It's it's one that. You know, kind of comes up very often at those at those baptism prep classes that that um, many many people who are involved in parish ministry, priests, deacons, you know, certainly lay um, or, um, you know, religious ed, whoever it might be who is responsible for that in a parish, you know, get that get asked that a lot. You know, I would like to tell people that you know the the first the first criteria should be uh, someone who meets meets the requirements that that the church lovingly sets out that a, that a godparent be be uh, 16 years old, uh, that, um, that if, if they are married, they're in a valid Catholic marriage, that they're living a sacramental a life of faith, active in the church, uh, can credibly witness to the faith. You know, and, and that's, those are the most important things. Um, but beyond that, that doesn't mean you don't take into consideration if there's, you know, sometimes there's kind of like a batting order, right, <laughs> that, uh, among, among siblings, for instance. Uh, as we, as we, as the twins are about to play in the playoffs, I'll use a baseball image, but you know, that, that doesn't mean that that's unimportant that, oh, you know, last, you know, for our last child, you know, auntie so-and-so was, was, was the God. Now it's so-and-so's turn, you know, the next, um, that's, that's important to consider too, because we do have family obligations in love to our family. Um, but that's also where, where, uh, where we, we have to insist on that, on that right order that, um, that people aren't chosen just because they're sort of the next person in line, or there's an expectation if that person isn't uh, isn't shaping up to be a, a, a someone who can really witness uh, to the to the beauty of our faith. Right, right. There's a reason why we have these rules in place. There's, right. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. And going into more of the specific rules when choosing a godparent, who can or cannot be a godparent, and do parents need to choose? A man and a woman. Yeah. So if there are two godparents, uh, then 
then there have to be there has to be one one man and one woman, and if the if the and if the if that man and woman are themselves a couple, then they then they then they ought to be married or preparing to be married in a in a in a in a, in a holy Catholic uh, sacram, uh, sacramental marriage. Um, it is possible to have just a single godparent. Um, I, I actually am a god uh, a godparent in that way, a godfather in that way. Um, and uh, in that case, it might be possible uh, for, for there to be what's called a Christian witness, maybe someone who's from another uh, Christian uh, tradition, and um, they can sort of f- fulfill the cultural role of godparent, uh, which, again, isn't insignificant, um, but uh, someone who doesn't, um, doesn't profess the Catholic faith, and, and that, that, that does mean that they cannot serve uh, as, the, as the sacramentally recorded uh, godparent uh, for a, for a godchild. Mhm. And saying more about the more informal role or cultural role of a godparent. There's a lot of cases culturally where you lose touch with your godparent or they aren't a presence in your life. Can you then have a different spiritual godparent? Yeah, I think I think that is a a good thing to do um Obviously, you can't, you know, sort of write back to the parish where the child was baptized and say, "I need you to change the the record." You know that that um, that that the sacraments, uh, the sacraments, you know, as they are celebrated, baptism is celebrated once. Um, you can't sort of, um, uh, and and you know, I've actually known that to to happen uh, where um, where someone, um, you know, perhaps a, a yeah, a relationship grows distant or grows cold between parents and godparents, and between godparents and godchildren. And in that in that place, it can be a, a good thing to um, you know prayerfully discern: is there someone else who can who can take on uh, a spiritual um, mentorship for my child, and and invite that person to to consider that? And there's there's nothing that says that can't be. So yeah, and talking more about if you're chosen to be a godparent, what kinds of things should you maybe reflect on or bring to prayer? before saying yes to being a godparent? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I, would sp- I would speak even from experience. Um, I'm blessed to, to, be a, to be a godfather. And, you know, as a, as a priest, it's a, it's a really unique um, responsibility. And um, it's not always easy to, to, uh, to keep up the intentionality and the, and the closeness of, of, of relationships with godchildren. Uh, but that, that would be one thing to, to, to really consider and, pr- and pray over. Can I, can I be a, a continual presence in, in, in the life of this child, pointing them uh, to, to Jesus, uh, to, you know, for re- reminding them of their responsibility to, to, uh, to witness in my own joyful living of my Catholic faith. Um, that that's, that's important. I think, um, I think uh, one thing that would be important to consider even just very practical things like distance and like, you know, am I am I likely to be able to be um, in, involved in this child's life in a meaningful way? You know, over time, um, uh, the importance of and I, I suppose you know what we were talking about earlier, maybe the other way around, where um, it, it can happen that you know maybe uh, parents might feel kind of a social pressure, or a family pressure to to invite someone who's really maybe not witnessing the faith very well to be a godparent. I suppose it can happen the other way around too, where maybe someone is asked to be a godparent. And I've certainly walked with people through this in the parish. People are people who do take their faith quite seriously 
and and live their live their Catholic faith um, with great great devotion. Um, who are asked by others who may not even be Catholic or maybe um, uh, not very uh, not very devoted to their uh, to the living of their faith. And so that is kind of the is kind of the reverse where um, you know that that would be that would be a place of uh, to, to do some discernment. Um, if you were approached and you say, hey, well, you know, here's what my Catholic faith means to me, and this is what I would understand myself to be saying yes to uh, for your child. Are you are you okay with that? You know, I you know appreciate, you know, I'm, I'm honored by the by the invitation, and it's a it's a something I deeply desire to do. But you know, I I understand myself to be saying yes to a pretty big responsibility here, you know, maybe even bigger than what you are at. You know yourself to be asking. Right, right. It's a big responsibility. Going back to the topic of spiritual parenthood, it's a huge responsibility, but it's also such a beautiful one and it's a good reason not that you need a reason to stay in this child's life but it's a beautiful relationship and a special relationship to have with your godchild yeah yeah and and i even even as a priest you know i, I had uh, had the experience just this past spring of of being able to give one of my uh, my godsons his first holy communion and you wow. know to, and for that to be possible and it, and um you know and so that Kind of picking up on that idea of you know marking those important milestones in 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 a in a, in a person's in a godchild's uh, walk with the Lord in discipleship is, is a great privilege. So yeah. yeah, no, for sure, that's that's so cool that you were able to have that experience with them. Yeah, it's great, great grace. And we have just a couple minutes left, but I want to finish off with some practical tips. How can someone be a good godparent? What are some concrete actions one can take to embrace that role? Yeah, I think for me, um, I, I guess uh, the the main thing is that you know I keep I keep uh, my my godchildren's names you know close close at hand you know in in my in you know where I pray uh, at the you know in the, in the rectory chapel in at St. John's and Savage um, and you know, I pray for them daily. Um, you know, I'm as a, as a priest. I have the I have the ability to uh, you know to to remember them in the mass at, at the altar, which which you know I try to do, especially on the anniversaries of their baptism. But but even uh, for a, a godparent who's not a priest, that uh, you do mark you know those 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 anniversaries of baptism in addition to the natural birthday, the, the biological birthday, so to speak. But the spiritual birthday uh, would be important. Um, that you can you can be there to. To help the parents, for instance, um, you know, d- d- scoop up a little bit of that holy water from the font on the day of baptism. You know, be the be the you know, say, hey, we'll we'll take care of that. You know, you're going to be taking pictures and you're going to be doing all the all all the important things. But um, a lot of times, the uh, the the baptismal candle ends up in the hands of godparents, at least right there. Um, so to to so to take care of those those sacramentals that are a part of of the ritual and um, and remind parents that those things exist, those things are there to be seen and, and touched and, and as a way for children to come to an understanding of what, was, uh, what happened at their baptism. Father Ben, thank you so much for your help navigating Godparents today. Sure thing, Kayla. Great to be with you. If you'd like to hear more of Father Ben Little, you can check out his podcast, Friends of the Bridegroom, by going to stjohns-savage.org and clicking podcast at the top of the page. That's stjohns-savage.org.
Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic is released.